This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Whatever your tastes, you'll find it weeknights. On Joy 94.9, something for everybody. Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome into the locker room on Joy 94.9. And of course, I am joined in the studio tonight with Michael Smith. Smithy, I've actually been away for the last two shows. So really, you should have brought us in because the audience would be more likely to understand your voice than mine. Uh, You were getting a bit sensitive about the show being taken away from you, so I thought it would be nice to let let you have it back again. Yeah, well, uh, thank you very much for giving me the the lead line. Of course, thanks to Michael and Glenn from the Royal Daltons. Gary Wilson at the Joy 94.9 News Desk. Now, your face just lit up like a little little boy in a candy shop with his innuendo. I thought a good inappropriate towel snap was a good one. A towel snap, yeah. I was just waiting for our uh, producer Adam to kick in with his little, you know, noise effect, but he didn't. So I don't have one of those tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> and here's Adam. Welcome, Adam, tonight. So you're going to uh, join us for a segment tonight. What are we calling it? Calling it q and I've got some sports questions for you to try and trick you, see how well you know your sport news for the week. Every time I think Q&A, I always think that show on ABC with the guy and the funny guy, Christopher Pine. Doesn't he? Isn't he weird? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just take that as a comment. And uh, also on tonight's show, um, listeners might remember the Wonder Woman Project. Uh, that was an art exhibition that was going to feature photos of athletic women in male-dominated sports. And that project's now launched, Rolly. So uh, we're going to find a bit more about that. Um, we're going to have another Smithy's Corner. We're going to have another editorial because I don't think we've been opinionated enough here in the locker room and we need to make some strident opinions and I'm your man for that. Talking editorials, uh, Sydney Morning Herald, uh, main reporter for the sports up there, came out recently, did he not? Yeah, he did indeed. Yeah, which was kind of... Uh, and he's the lead reporter as well. He's is... the chief sports writer for Sydney Morning Herald, yeah. yeah. Andrew and what, Webster. And what brought him out? There was something that brought him out. Idiotic comments by rugby league players. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't any On kind Twitter of, of all places. It wasn't any kind of inspiration. He just sort of had enough. Oh, I think so. He, he, he said that he'd penned the article some time ago and was waiting for an appropriate time to, to release it. Yeah, because it got started getting really bad. We had uh, Anthony Mundine and then that um, other knob from uh, the Newcastle Knights, uh, of course. I don't know if you have watched Redfern now. Um, it actually is not a bad show. Um, and that's what uh, sparked Mundine to come out to say that uh, gays and Aboriginals don't really... Uh, there is no such thing as gay people in the Aboriginal culture, which um, is, of course, rubbish. So uh, what else have we got on tonight, Smithy? Um, well, uh, we've got the usual roundup. What's on this week? We'll also have um, Aaron, who's going to give us the the usual wrap of A League as well. So it's a big show. But I think now it's time for Robbie's roundup. 
All right, we're heading over to Spain. The Spanish tennis player Naria Lazastera Vives. Oh, that's a good one. Jeez, I'm still struggling to pronounce the names, aren't I? That uh, have a little foreign <laughs> twist to them. Welcome back, Rolling. Uh, take the boy out of New Zealand. <laughs> you can't take the New Zealander out of the boy. There's something about the vowels. Oh, that sounds a bit foreign. <laughs> a fair bit foreign. <laughs> Where's John Smith? Uh, has been suspended for two years after testing positive for methamphetamine at the tournament. Sounds like Lusteria may have got a bit bored. Uh, Lusteria Vives uh, singles ranking got to number 20, uh, 35 in 2005, so she wasn't too bad. Uh, really bad luck, though. So she was at the international uh, tennis match, and her partner, Francisca Chavioni, uh pulled out. But, however, they decided to drug test her anyway, uh, anyway while she was on her way home. Um, anyway... Looks like she had meth in her system. Yeah. Um, they've found out and they've talked to her, and the only way you can get meth is through a crack pipe. Yeah. So, um, crack no pipe <laughs> must have fallen out, of a, <laughs> fallen out of a sports bag in the locker room. <laughs> that could have been anyone's. Yeah, well, exactly right. I mean, you can't have just bumped into meth. Um, but she said that she, while visiting San Francisco last week, she only consumed one bottle of water, which would probably make sense if you were using meth, would it not? You'd probably consume more than one bottle of water, I think. But anyway. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, so... Basically, bad luck. She thought she was away with it, but then they got her on the way home. Uh, not a lot of AFL stuff going around at the moment, but we thought uh, a little bit of an AFL slash cricket article to bring the summer aspect to it. Greater Western Sydney has called in former Test cricketer Simon Katic to mentor the fledging AFL club's um, leadership group. So, you know, retired ex-famous stars, here's another job you can do. You don't only have to go on Channel 7 uh, Sports Desk. You can also... Um, Go to fledgling AFL clubs. It's funny, when I think like great leaders in sport, I don't think of the Australian cricket team, though. I don't think of like David Boone sitting there you know, with a tinny or Dougie Walters smoking a cigarette. Like It's not really the place I'd turn to for leadership, but there you go. Well, it's Greater Western Sydney, so we, never, we, we don't know. Standards are low down there, yeah, I think. Yeah. Exactly right. Anyway, go, totally ways up. go Skoda Stadium. Uh, ice hockey, US. Ice hockey fans in the US. So basically the NHL have brought in all these new laws. One of interest is the, is the new fighting law. Basically, if you fight with another player, uh, sorry, it's kind of weird. What happens is if you take off your helmet to fight another player, you get a two-minute penalty. If you leave your helmet on, it's fine. So anyway, two players, uh, one from the New York Islanders and one from uh, the New Jersey Devils, have found a loophole to this. Basically, if you watch the YouTube clip, they skate up to each other uh, and basically, um, before they're about to bash each other, one guy asks the other guy to take his helmet off for him. So he, you see this, this video clip of one take the helmet off the other uh, and then then they fight, so then they don't have the two-minute penalty. The only problem with the game is uh, it takes them um, nearly seven minutes to conclude a fight. So they go on and on and on. So um, Have you seen ice hockey, though? It's not much of a spectator sport. I think people want to see the biffo. Well, it you can't like, see the park. Is this these guys like skating around a rink? It sounds a bit like WWE, is it? Is it fake or is it real? No, it's a real sport, but it's said that it's a sport you can watch your entire life and never see a goal scored. Oh, really? Because the goals happen so quickly, just a puck sort of slides past someone and bang, it's in, and the puck's so small. It's not really much of a spectator sport. You actually go there for the blood and the violence. Sounds boring. Uh, so one of the players said, uh, yeah, basically, it was kind of funny if you listen to the interview on YouTube, he's just like, oh, I just said take my helmet off, and he said, oh, I'll take your helmet off. So we both just took each other's helmets off, and then we fought. So, so we'll have that YouTube clip posted to our Facebook page, and you can have a look at it there if you want to find out more. There's another job for you to do, Adam. Thanks. No, that's fine. Crack, crack. Uh, Michael Clark says David Warner. So David Warner, Smithy, is the guy who cannot use a Twitter account appropriately. 
and fell out with Michael Clark. Yeah, it? amongst other things. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, Michael Clark's come out this week saying Warner is amazing and uh, he's had this great opening session and he should be in the ashes and he can't wait for him to come back. So amazing how things change. Yeah, and they asked Warner about himself and he said, well, I haven't been selected yet, so I'm not getting ahead of myself. He's, he's trying to keep a lid on things. He's trying to keep the ego in check. It, it could be he's turning over a new leaf or it could just be he's the same old buffet he always was. Well, talking, it sounds like it's a woman in his life that's doing it. Candice Falzoni, Iron Lady, she's on top of it. She's roping, roping him in. So uh, there you go. We may see Warner back on. So if you're out of control and can't use your Twitter account, maybe you just need an Iron Woman to uh, pull you back into line, Smithy. Uh, that That's was your... what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, that is your roundup for this week. One, two, three. Sounds good. Okay. Okay, thank you. Hi, this is Bryn Adelston. Joy supports artists you should support. Joy... <laughs> do that over. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Bryn Adelston. Joy supports local artists, you should support Join 94.9. Oh, how exciting to have Bryn Edelston on the locker room, Smithy. No, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, Smithy's just kind of speechless for the last 10 minutes, so I, I requested Dami M, so she was the winner of um, The X Factor, just released her single. Yeah, Smithy this is not looked my at forte me at all. When it came on, he sort of said, um, who on earth is this? So this that was Dami in I don't know, it sounds like Reach for the Sky or something, I'm going to call it that. It's called Alive. Alive. I know. <laughs> Alive, Reach for the Sky, sounds something poppy. Um, Adam, our yes. producer, you're going to give us a quiz to test my, oh, sorry, Smithy and I, I. Mine, my knowledge. My English is not great, is it? No. All right, let's go. First question. Straight off the bat, this is a soccer question to test how well you boys know your soccer. All right. The, Juvent- the Juventus striker, it's a, an Italian soccer team, uh, striker Carlos Tevez presented a soccer jersey to someone special this week. Who was it? Was it A, Barack Obama, B, the Pope, or C, Nicki Minaj? B. C. Going B and C. The correct answer is the Pope. So that's uh, one in for your Roman. face. <laughs> no, well, the reason I have to say that, of course, is because Smithy is very often says that we must do a quiz so he can show his uh, his knowledge and oh, the sporting I thought world. You just guessed though. You did. You, you just your guess was more accurate than mine. Okay. No. <laughs> My research. All right, hit us again, Adam. What do we got? Number two. Next one. Which sports coach has recently taken to Twitter and has bored his club's fans? They've you know he's gone on saying blah 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 blah, and they've just gone. You're boring. We're not going to follow you anymore. Uh, Smithy should know this one because he's on Twitter quite a bit. Is it right. A, Arsene Wagner from Arsenal, mm. B, Ange Postacoglu from the Socceroos, mm. or C, Paul Roos from Melbourne Football Club? I'm going to go with B, Ange Postacoglu. Oh. Rolling? Uh, well, Arsene's been around so long. He's been around for like about eons, about 15 years or 10 years or something at Arsenal. <laughs> and then the third one was Paul Ruse. Paul Ruse, uh, new coach of the Melbourne Football Club. Close to Adam's heart, Paul Ruse. Isn't Roos. Melbourne... Oh, no, I thought they were the Ruse. No, that's North Melbourne. <laughs> Sorry. North Melbourne. Oh. I thought that'd be really weird to have a Ruse and a Ruse. It but would be. Anyway, he should have really coached North Melbourne. Would you have had him at North Melbourne? Oh, look, we've got a pretty good coach at the moment. We don't need another one. Okay. <laughs> it gets confusing when you read headlines. It says, you know, Ruse looking to play well this week and you think it's about North Melbourne and it's about Paul Bruce. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. So it's who probably, do you say? Uh, look, I'm going to go Arsene, Arsene Wagner. Arsene Wagner. The correct response was Arsene Wagner from Arsenal. Wow. First time the gentleman took to Twitter and after two days the fans just went, you're shit. Oh, Sorry really? He's yeah. not... He's, uh, I should have guessed it was people from North London. That was a bit <laughs> yeah, silly. Yeah, look, he's a Frenchman. Um, I think he's a Frenchman. Yes. And yeah. uh, Frenchman for North London. Yeah, going strange to be fit. Hello, thank you for following me on my Twitter account. Oh, yeah, go You can on. imagine you'd be talking about nice cheeses and, you know, <laughs> having a having a blanc or something oh, like this that. This is embarrassing. I've got to come back here. Come right. on. Maybe this can be the comeback for you. The Olympic torch, uh, on commencement of its journey, went out on its first leg. What was used to relight it? 
Was it A, a barbecue lighter, B, a magnifying glass and the sun, or C, a lighter from a security guard? I'm going to go with C. Oh, you were so quick. I think you must have stolen that. Can you give me... I don't think the... Mag- I think the magnifying glass, I just don't think the Russians would have the patience. <laughs> they would rather blast it with napalm than, than hang around for the uh, magnifying glass. What was what was A? A was a, bar- a barbecue lighter, you know, one of the long barbecue lighters. I just lighters. don't think... Do, do Russians barbecue? I know that seems weird, but... I'm yeah. sure Vladimir Putin's got some... Look, just because you've gone for C, I'm going to have to go something completely opposite, and A is at the other spectrum. Right. The correct answer was C, a lighter from a security guard. Uh, That's Rolly 2, Smithy 1. That's right. I actually knew that. Smithy can have that. And he was so fast. Four more to go. Here we go. Here's another Olympic torch one. The Olympic torch has reached new heights in the lead up to Sochi Winter Olympics. Where did it go this time? Was it A, the International Space Station? A. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I thought it was going to be answer. Oh, no, come on. you can't. You can't. B, internet. Mount Everest, or C, Vladimir Putin's secret mountain lair. Oh, it's A. We uh, all know it's A. That's all right. So It is A. So oh, you both thanks. get a point for that one. Uh, here we go. You guys should know this one. This is a this is an interesting one. In the rugby world, which city is having to deal with a barrage of earthworms that are causing havoc on their pitches? Is it A, Edinburgh, Scotland, B, Sydney, Australia, or C, Johannesburg, South Africa? One rugby union uh, city, their turf has been invaded by, I'm by go earthworms. I'm going to go with Joburg, which is C. Correct answer was A, Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, thing. How could you go Johannesburg? It's what? about 4,000 feet in the air. Yeah, that's what? Africa. There's funny mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and there's the only place, they're the only place playing rugby at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, Scotland. Okay. Come on. Right. Here we go. Uh, next question. Second last one. What event will you not be likely to watch at the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics? Is it A? Two men. Oh, sorry. Oh, we're going to wait for... We're going to wait for... Uh... I was going to put that one in. <laughs> All right. You won't see Pussy right. <laughs> oh, oh, no. We should jail. have a little cutout thing there. But anyway, move was on. It, which event will you will not be likely to watch? Was it A, snowboarding, B, alpine skiing, or C, Putin's karate lessons? <laughs> I'm going to go with C. Uh, how far ahead am I? Oh, you're, you're too can ahead. I, can I take a risk? Or How many more questions have we got? We have one more after this. I will make this interesting. I'm going to go alpine skiing. Okay. Well, we'll give that one point straight to Smithy then. <laughs> oh. I was going to put something about, you know, uh, about two gay men, but I thought that might be... If in case we have any Russian listeners, they wouldn't find it funny. No, well, you have to leave some material for me to make a joke about. But we know, but we know people were listening in Russia if that were the case. Yeah. And the last question, now this could either tie it, and then we go to a tiebreaker, or this could... No, we could go out with a tie, I think. I'm... Before retirement, what number did David Beckham wear on his LA Galaxy jersey? Mm. Was it 22, 69. 23, oh. or 24? Uh, dun, I thought dun, it had a dun, six dun, in it, dun, but dun, anyway. Dun, dun, um, dun, dun, what are they again? Dun, 21? 22, 23, or 24? I'm going to go with 24 because that number has more factors. I'm going to go 22 because I think that's probably when he started playing football. Well, unfortunately, you're both wrong. It was 23. Oh, yay. So and win. that means uh, Rolly wins 4-3. to three. Congratulations, Rolly. Oh, look at the graphic and the clips you picked out of the library. Fantastic. We had this a couple of times last week, so we got annoyed at it. That's all right. <laughs> I'm going to uh, retire now from all quizzes. As, uh, as Seinfeld said, uh, you, Jerry Seinfeld said, you quit at the top. So I won't be rematching you, Smithy. It's, uh, that's it. I am now victorious. Smithy, England have come out to play cricket and they have bought with them an 86 page menu uh so dave uh of uh some very interesting recipes including surely con- there's only so many vindaloos varieties that are out there no vindaloo Kanoa cranberry breakfast bar falafel coronation butternut squash uh it's pe- it's, it's quinoa peri peri not quinoa <laughs> 
Quinoa. <laughs> oh, peri Every sports journalist has had to learn that one. Very, uh, very uh, breaded tofu. So um, they've arrived at the MCG and, and basically they've sent them this 85-page memo to say, look, the Australian uh, dishes of chicken and salad and fish of the day is just not good enough. Uh, we need our own dishes. But I think you're, I mean... How ironic that people come here from the United Kingdom and are like... Oh no, the food's not good enough for us. <laughs> I would have thought like, they would have said for real. I would have sort of said, you know, onion. I'll have onion gravy on my chips, but um, no, it's it's quite fan. Hugh uh, Merv Hughes, of course, is is coming, and um, he's called it absolute rubbish and told them to harden up. So mm. yeah, but he would. Uh, more cricket news: Kevin Peterson, Ke- Ke- Kevin, Kieran. Kevin. Kevin Peterson's come out and called the Australians convicts uh, to try and rouse a bit of uh, on Twitter. God, he must have racked his brain for that insult, huh? He must have been sitting there with his smartphone in his hand for hours thinking, what am I going to call those Aussies? I know. Convicts. Right, so- we're Ooh. setting them all. So, uh, so what has he said on Twitter? Right, so the answer to my earlier question, we're settling on hashtag convicts. This could trend with some RT action. What would RT be? Retweeting. Oh, re- oh retweeting. We've got to get oh, you on Twitter. Oh, retweeting. How good's that? There you go. If you want to retweet, push RT action. Um, so Kevin Peterson, of course, is South African. So he's a ring and pom, basically. Yeah, but the whole cricket team's full of ring and poms. Oh, so they're, oh, okay, they're probably, half of them are probably Welsh, to be honest, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's Scottish, sure. Uh, Mike Tyson's come out in his new book telling everybody that he was completely high on drugs during his whole career, um, and he basically got through all the drug tests using his whizzer, which is his fake penis. Have you, a lot of people seem to be using fake penises at the moment. Last, last week we had a round-up. Um, basically, you buy someone else's urine and then put it in your whizzer. And then uh, when you're at the urinal, you whiz in a cup and... Um, you, you pass it. So, and he said that uh, in 2000 when he got tested positive for marijuana, the problem was he used tainted urine in his wizard. <laughs> so uh, he wasn't that, that uh, okay with that. Uh, I, I really think the banning of drugs in sport is now reaching beyond the point of credibility. Well, are, are there any clean athletes out there anymore? This is just silly. Well, I mean, you only have to just walk through a nightclub and you've, you could have anything in your system, couldn't you? So, Well, that, I mean, that's right. Mm. It could happen to anyone. All right, Smithy, uh, we've had our quiz, had a bit of a catch-up on my whizzer. Uh, it's now 27 minutes past seven, and we will be back shortly with, uh, I'm just trying to think. We'll Smithy's have an editorial. Edit- Smithy's editorial. We've got so much on tonight, I just can't remember. Hi, Carrie Vickmore here from The Project, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. You are in the locker room with Rowley and Smithy tonight, and, of course, producer Adam keeping the show on the road. Smithy... We haven't had a wee Smithy's Corner for a while, so hit me. What have you got this week? Rolly, I'm going to offer the opinion that I think our national sporting teams are overexposed. Overexposed? We're getting too much of our national sporting teams. Yeah, I suppose you're right, really. Oh, really? No. You're supposed to disagree. Well, no, I'm... Okay, that was a great segment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, no, come on. Let's have a listen. Let's talk about the national cricket team because um, people might be a bit surprised now the Ashes are going to be on again this summer after Mm. they were played just six months ago in England. And, you know, you think England, having won them, might be entitled to bask in the glory for a little while and get to be happy that they've won it. But no, it's happening again. And that was, you know, a five-test series with three tour matches, two T20 games and six one-day internationals. It just wasn't conclusive enough, though, for me. I mean... Five tests. How many one days? 
Uh, six. One against Scotland yeah. uh, and the other five hey, uh, against he, England. Here's something for you. When the Kiwis lost the America's Cup just recently... Yeah, that was like yeah. a 13 race series. That yeah, was a bit unfair, wasn't it? They'd won enough. I <laughs> they know. should have called it off at and that then, point. And then uh, we'll just keep going until the Americans can start winning. And yeah. you know what? They started winning. That's the Americans' So Cup. I'm going to argue with you. Even though we went over there six months ago and played like 19 different games, why not come back to Australia and have another go at, at, at a variety of different matches again? Well, why not? indeed because um, all up since November last year, that's the last 12 months, we've watched our national team play 15 test matches, 24 one-day games, and that would have been more if Australia progressed past the group stage in the Champions Trophy, which was held in England just before the Ashes series. So what's Champions Trophy? Oh, that... it's like a Clayton's World Cup. They're not going to have it anymore. Is it a 50-over thing? Yeah, it's it? a 50-over game. Oh, it's okay. six T20 games and six tour and warm-up games. And look, some of these things were supposedly meaningful, like the Border Gavaskar Trophy that you win if you win the Test Series between Australia and India, the Warren Muralitharan Trophy between uh, Australia and Sri Lanka for the for the Test Series, and of course the Ashes. They're no longer a piss trip, are they? You're not going over there to have a bit of a party and a few a few lagers. Well, You've actually got to sort of knuckle down when you've well, got 19 games. And, and the One Day Series are played for such you know grand trophies as the Nat West Trophy and the Commonwealth Bank Series. You Ooh, know, Nat West. The, the Nat West Trophy. You know, every every child grows up playing cricket one day, dreaming of hoisting the Nat West Trophy aloft. Um, so no, it's a bit no wonder we're sick of hearing about cricket team. I mean, they just don't stop playing. Like it's just this perpetual summer for them as they circle the globe you know, in search of new sporting spoils. It's kind of good, though, because it means you can tune in at any random time. Say, for instance, I miss a couple of games, and I think, oh, you know, I might just join in now. You know, it's a bit like home and away. I may have missed six months, but I can catch up and I can click on pretty quickly and just join the competition yeah, again. And, and it's not just cricket. Like, if you're a Wallabies fan, which I am, and obviously, Rolly, you are very not, mm. um, the Wallabies have been scheduled to play 15 tests this calendar year. Would that and, make them better, maybe? Well, it doesn't seem to be working yeah. for them, does it? Okay. It, it, it just seems to be making life more difficult. And look, three of those were against the British and Irish Lions, and that's once every 12 years. That's a really special thing, and that was draw huge crowds. But I went to the Rugby Championship game against the All Blacks, which is also a Bledisloe game at the Sydney football, uh, the Sydney Olympic Stadium, and the stadium wasn't even full for, for a Bledisloe game. Yeah, but they can't fill it up for anything, though, can they? Well, there's a problem with the stadium maybe as well. But the problem with Sydney, I think, we'll like it. Um, we've had the Rugby League World Cup. I mean, that's a tournament we actually bother with having. You know, the Cook Islands play Tonga at a sport that neither country really plays at all, well, seriously. Well, Cook Island's bet Wales, like 50 to nil. Yeah, I, I mean, there's about 4,500 people in Rarotonga. Um, even the AFL's tried to get into the international action with the International Rules Series against Ireland, which plunged new depths of meaninglessness <laughs> this year. I mean, really, it was just the most irrelevant international sporting contest of the year. And even the Socceroos played 13 games this year. Really? In a non-World Cup year, yeah. Oh, but they're all friendly. I love how they use the term oh, friendlies. friendlies and World Cup qualifiers and, you know, Asian Cup qualifiers. It just doesn't It just doesn't end. So what's the problem with all of this? Well, I would offer a few following arguments. I'd say in the long run, too many games, it cheapens the occasion, the prestige and the brand of our national sporting teams. Um, people are getting tired of these endless, meaningless tournaments and we start to suspect that continual games are driven by a governing body's desire to put more bums on seats and bring in revenues rather than the true ethos of their sport, which is about excellence and, and, and international camaraderie. I'm starting to think you're a bit of a socialist. Last time you came into this corner, you were banging on about you know equal rights and having ballots for tickets. 
commercialism which drives a lot of these sports. You know, you maybe no, we need to have business. a few. We know we need to have a few more NatWest cups and. No, I think it's actually bad bad business. I think it's short termism. I think you're making a bit of money through some games initially, but I think in the long run you cheapen your brand, and I think you make it weak. Mm. And I reckon too many games in a packed international schedule it put places greater toll on players so you know you don't always have the best players out there because they're getting injured more often or they're not able they're being rested because they can't just meet the physically meet the demands of the sporting calendar and the trophies that are completely meaningless i mean if you wanted to create a scenario that was that led to match fixing i think that's the ideal way to do it and we've seen match fixing in cricket because these competitions don't mean anything to the players so they will take bribes from bookies to throw games or that sort of thing so it actually creates a real problem for our sport Aren't they in some ways just there to entertain us? Well, they are, but we should look to the home of sport as entertainment, which is the United States. And the sport which does the best in terms of entertainment and sport is is the NFL, is American football. That's the one that takes about four hours and they have breaks for they actually have breaks in the game for ads. Well, yeah, but the regular season comprises sixteen games, so there's only 162 games in the year. Sixteen. Whereas games. baseball, which is struggling, each team plays. Um, each team plays 162 regular season games. So there are a whopping 2,430 games of professional baseball played before the postseason begins in the United States. How do you play 162 games? Yeah, well, they have multiple pitches rotating through, but yeah, they play like six days a week. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, though. Even with Gridiron, they don't have a set of group players that play offense and defense. They have a group that comes on that plays offense, and then once the ball changes over them, they run off and a defense team comes yeah. in. So they're not tired all the time because they do get that break. But they only play 16 games a year, and that sort of it keeps the product sort of unique and special, and it becomes every game becomes a big occasion. I think we're losing that with our international sporting teams. We're losing that sense of occasion and drama because don't worry, there's another game next week. Is that what, in some ways, why the AFL gets some of the biggest audiences? I actually think in the world, doesn't it, for some for games? Yeah, that's right. I think that you've got to make sure your product stays unique and special. I don't think you want to have the big games happening seven or eight times a year. You want them happening like once or twice. So what happened to rugby league up in up in New South Wales and Queensland? I mean, they can barely get five. I mean, Tina Turner back in the 90s. Ah, but State of Origin, see, that's that's their big draw card, and that happens three times a year, and that's it. No one thinks, oh, let's play seven games, because that'd be better. Like, no, like, what makes that special is it's just three games, and all that pressure and focus and intensity is played on those three. So anyway, that's what I think we should do, have a bit less sport. It sounds a little bit socialist. I'm going to have to, maybe I need to do a Rollies Corner, which has a bit of a capitalist spin on it. No, brings no, a bit of the money side. We're not interested in your opinions. What, uh, a bit of the... Oh. Hi, my name is Stephen K. Amos, and you're listening to Australia's gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. You're on the locker room on Joy 94.9. Rollie, you might remember a little while ago, we profiled an art project entitled The Wonder Woman Project. Um, it's a self-funded photography project which showcases 11 sportswomen who don't necessarily fit the norm or have recognised media profiles. Ring a bell? Yeah, it was a really great cause. Uh, we were raising some money through uh, one of the sites there for them to be able to uh, bring it to life. Yeah, crowdfunding. So to give us the latest, we're going to speak to Aviva Mink, who has put the project together. Aviva, welcome to the locker room. Hi, thanks for having us. <laughs> so maybe remind us all a bit about what the Wonder Woman project is about. Yep. Um, basically, it's a photography editorial project where we um, showcase 11 female athletes in Melbourne and Victoria area and um, the sports that they are, you know, particip- participating in are basically um, female, uh, sorry, uh, male-dominated sports, um, non-mainstream kind of sports as well. So um, it's really just kind of sharing the stories and inspiring other people to follow their dreams. 
Aviva uh, Rowley here. Hi. Um, just wondering, so last time we tried to get the 11 Wonder Woman out of you. Yep. Who are they now that you're allowed to uh, <laughs> announce them? Uh, well, who they were was never a real secret, but the photographs were. <laughs> um, we were. I think I might pass on to Maya to, to say who the 11 Wonder Women are, but um, the photographs and, and the project itself is online launch today. So, um, you know, you can see all the different photographs and so forth. Um, but I'll pass on to Maya so she can say who they are. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi, Maya. Who, How are you? Good. It's good to hear you back. Uh, good to uh, hear your voice again. <laughs> Tell us, who are the 11 Wonder Woman? You're keeping us in suspense. It's like, it's like one of those elimination finals of uh, Big Brother. <laughs> Something like that. Um, they are Ellie Robinson, which is um, she's an equestrian. Uh, she is a um, professional rider equestrian. And then Carol Cook, she's a Paralympian in paracycling. Uh, Jess Fraser, she's a semi-pro athlete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Julia Burks, um, amateur athlete in gridiron. Uh, Shelley Chaplin, Paralympian in wheelchair basketball. Misha Merce, um, amateur athlete boxing. And then Ashley Handy elite athlete, rock climbing and bouldering. And then Kim Offner, she's a musher, um, sled dog racing. And then Sharon Scholes, elite athlete in ultra running. And Catherine O'Shea, elite athlete, mountain biking. And last is uh, Micah Birma, season pilot in um, hot air ballooning. What a wonderful array of people you've got. You've got people there from mushers to hot air ballooners to, um, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Is it called a musher because you're going mush, mush? <laughs> They're amazing. They're amazing. I mean, what an awesome thing you've done here. So um, how can people find out more about it? So how can they actually come and see these? Because basically you've taken photos of them in their sports and in their action and you've got some, what, some stories that go along with yeah, us? what we did was basically we um, had a project in mind. We approached them, and um, we go out in location shoots, and we interview them on the day. And then um, some of the interviews actually now in, um, in the photograph itself. So you can head to www.mayasugiharto.com where you can see 71 photographs uh, from the Wonder Woman Photography Project. Oh, sounds awesome. All right, so also we'll put the details up on our Facebook page. That's fantastic, and thanks so much, guys, for coming to join us in the locker room again, and it's a wonderful project on um, how to showcase these Wonder Women. So uh, definitely we wish you all the luck with uh, everything and, and hope it goes well. Thank you so Thank much you for so your much. for your support as well throughout the project. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problems at all. It was uh, <laughs> happy to oblige. Happy to oblige. Thanks Thank very much. Thank you're you. In the, you're in the locker room on Joy ninety four point nine, and uh, Smithy. We've got our regular uh, soccer guru on the phone tonight, Aaron. So, um, A League. Have you been watching it? Uh, I have been paying some attention, um, Aaron. What's been going on? What's been going on? Hi, boys. How are you going? Yeah, good. good. That the heart are playing without heart, it seems. The heart have... That seems like they've got a bit of heart disease at the moment, and Harry Kuehl's getting injured, and they're not scoring. Uh, so I think they've only scored two goals for the season. Um, they're not doing too well, sitting at the bottom of the table. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe Melbourne only needs one team. I think so. I think so. Maybe we move the heart to Geelong. The heart to Geelong? The I haven't Geelong heard heart. that one. Is that something you've just come up with, or is this, has this been in the ranks and, and, and rumours for a while? No, I don't think it's been in the rumours. Um, apparently, 
South Melbourne, which is an old NSL club, have put a ta- tabled an offer for about $7 million to buy the club, but they've rejected it. Um, but as we discussed previously, they're a club that really doesn't stand for much. So um, oh, they need to change their Here we go, here we go again. Oh, here we go again. Why, do, why don't we put them on the old V-line and send them out to Ballarat? I mean, what's why Ballarat? Not? You put them out there. We, we wouldn't want... They need something, don't they? We mm. wouldn't want those old NSL clubs back, though, would we, Aaron? Like South Melbourne and Melbourne Knights. I mean, that, that's the bad old days of soccer, isn't it? Where flares yeah, and ethnic like, rivalries. So, but if, if, if those clubs were to open themselves up, um, you know, have their core demographic supporting them, but open themselves up in potentially a geographic region, then who knows? Maybe they, they could do something. Now, the victory had a bit of a tragic loss on the weekend as well, though, Aaron. They did, yes. I um, flew up to Sydney for my um, once-a-year leave pass with a group of mates and um, went to the match, and it was a bit disappointing. We thought we were going to win. We got back to two all. They went down to 10 men, and they ended up winning 3-2 with but 10 men. It was quite a bizarre game because those five goals were scored in, what, about the first 25 minutes? Yeah, the first 25 minutes was a bit of a comedy of errors on both sides. I think uh, one guy for Sydney got hit in the head with the ball and it sort of ricocheted into his goal without him meaning it and uh, Victor got a you know, pretty lucky free kick um, at deflection but uh, yeah it was a, a disappointing result for the victory they, they played okay um, but they just seemed to struggle when Sydney went down to 10 men and they had to you know, um, attack rather than play on the counter attack So that was Sydney FC how did the uh, Wanderers go? Wanderers uh, they, they, they beat Melbourne Hearts so oh, the we'll do it. there we go. Um, they, had, they had the bye week. <laughs> the bye? Oh, the bye week. Anyway, um, what's the story with the... Um, I was drove up to Newcastle the other day, and I didn't realise mm-hmm. the Central Coast Mariners... So I always thought they were in Newcastle, but they can't. They must be in Gosford or something. No, they're they? in Gosford, Central oh, Coast. Oh, there you there's go. A, there's another team. You know, there's a, there's a team in Newcastle itself. And that, and they might, the, what the Newcastle team's what, probably owned by a coal baron or something, is he? Uh, Tinkler. Oh. He's still got a... I think he, he's about to be made bankrupt, but um, he's got some money in a trust that looks after the sporting clubs up there. There you go, Newcastle. You could own, own yourself a little team up there, Smithy. Hey, look, maybe not. Look, Aaron, <laughs> what, what in your view was the story of the week? Uh, stories of the week. Graham Arnold, Central Coast manager, um, looks like he's moving to Asia to coach. He's got an out clause in his contract, which says if he goes to a big club, um, well, it's an offer from Big Club, he can leave. So that's a, that's a big story. Um, the other big story was a Sydney FC player um, apparently manhandled the, the referee when he was about to brandish the red card. Um, looks like he could get a, a, a nine-month suspension is what they're talking of. Nine um, months? Yeah, Aaron, I'll just big... have to hold you there. We'll bring you back very shortly because I want to hear the end of that story. We're just going to uh, listen to a couple of quick messages and hear more about this manhandling in Sydney. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. Hi, this is Carl Cox, and you are listening to Joy 94.9. And welcome back to the locker room. It's three minutes to eight. Aaron, tell us a bit more about this manhandling issue. We like uh, a bit yeah. of manhandling here. Yeah, Brazilian player Thiago, um, as the referee was about to uh, brandish the red card to Sydney, uh, send the Sydney FC player off, um, grabbed his arm and held it down so he couldn't reach his card. Um, so it's caused a bit of controversy and there's, been, uh, there's precedent uh, for a player being suspended for nine months. Uh, Danny Vukovic, two years ago in the grand final, um, hit the referee's hand and he was suspended for nine months. Uh, so it looks like the same penalty may be handed down to uh, Thiago from Sydney. Referees are sacrosanct and obviously didn't stop him getting the red card either. <laughs> um, Eventually he got the red card. What, what, what are we looking forward to this week? Uh, well, I think the, the biggest um, 
soccer event is tonight's all-whites versus Mexico game. The, the Kiwis trying to qualify for the World Cup. So a bit aside from the A-League, but um, that should be a cracking game over uh, in Mexico City. So I think the all-whites are up against it to qualify against the you know the strong Mexican side. But the Mexicans have been in disarray in the past couple of months. Have gone through three coaches in six weeks, um, and you know it's a sudden death play off the first league tonight in Mexico City, and then the return in I think Wellington uh, next Tuesday night. I bet you didn't know this, Aaron. They've actually got one Spanish speaker in the All Whites, and basically, when uh, I think his name was uh, Marios, when he arrived at the airport, all the media scrummed for him because he was the only one that could communicate with the the media when they arrived in Mexico. <laughs> now it was a good story. Um, thanks so much, Aaron, for bringing us up to date again. Uh, sorry, we've run out of time, which is a pity. So we'll get you on a bit earlier next time. Uh, that's been the locker room tonight. Uh, Smithy, thank our guests, please. Thanks to all of our guests. Uh, thanks <laughs> to Aaron. Thanks to Aviva, <laughs> and thanks to, of course, thanks to Adam for helping us out with the quiz. Oh, that was brilliant. Well done, Adam. Well, that was the locker room for this week. We will see you next Wednesday on Joy 94.9. See ya. Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Hello, this is Julia Zamiro. Hi, this is James Rain. Hi, this is Cameron Datto. Hi, this is Beck Runger. Hey, this is the Pop Bellies. Hi, this is Roger Sanchez. Hi, this is Tina Cousins. Hey, what's up? This is Jack from Fun. Hi, this is Casey Donovan. Hi, uh, hi hello there. Hi, uh, this is Frank Woodley, and you're listening to Joy uh, 94.9, which is uh, preferable than Sadness FM. Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.